Hey guys, it's Jim at Crawfordology. We've got a great show for you tonight. I'll tell you, if you turned on the TV in the last 48 hours, there is a just a cyclone of information coming your way. I mean, they are pumping it through the, the big pipes right now. And we're going to talk about Richard Burr. We're going to talk about the GOP hits the gas on Obama. Pelosi spending plan. Where did this thing come from? And have you heard about California has been won by the GOP? That and more. Stay tuned. So the number one thing I need to ask you to do today, right now before we even continue this video, is I need you to click on the link, go visit our YouTube page, and like this video, like this page. We really need your help. Our goal is to get to 1,000 followers on YouTube in the next couple of days. So we've got a couple of days left. We need your help to do it. Please click now. Hey, have you guys been watching this? Have you seen that something I don't know if it's happened since uh, Ronald Reagan, that I could actually report a story that says the GOP wins California. Now, of course, I know that there were other Republicans winning in California. I know there's a lot of Republicans that win in California. But how often do we get to say that a, an elected official at the, at the state, or I'm sorry, at the federal level wins a new seat there in California, and we've got one right now. So Republican Mike Garcia defeats Christy Smith for Kate Hills, Katie Hills, 25th Congressional District. Hey, people said it couldn't happen again. People said it couldn't happen again. Now, there are a couple of things that uh, are notable about this election. It was a special election. Uh, Katie Hill, if you recall, last year resigned in disgrace. She had some... Um, uh, some extracurricular activity that was going on. And, uh, and because of that, she had to step down or she chose to step down and a special election was held. But hey, GOP, you guys can win. We can win in California. It just takes the effort, the time, determination to get out there and put a candidate out that really is great. You know, Garcia was a jet pilot. He's a, he's a vet. He's got a great story. And he's willing to jump in there and, and get it done. So congrats to newly uh, you know, elected Representative Mike Garcia from the 25th District of California. So fantastic. Well done. Um, hey, so one thing we should talk about here, you know, even though I, I, I think I'm, I'm a conservative guy, so you're going to hear uh, mostly pro-conservative talk here. But it doesn't mean that I that I, one that I hate my uh, my liberal friends. I have a, a lot of friends who don't share my political points of view, and that's okay. And uh, and I want to encourage you to keep a dialogue. You know, don't don't shut folks out just because they feel differently than you. You have no chance of of changing anyone's mind by hitting them over the head with uh, your hardened opinions. So. You know, sometimes I read in our comments, and we have some pretty rough things to say. And, and I know we're frustrated, and we get upset, and we get angry, and we're just ready to take it out on someone. And sometimes uh, you're sitting behind the keyboard, and you probably say something, type something that you really wouldn't say if you had a chance to think about it, and if you were looking at, at someone's eyes. Now, some of you would. You might want to question that. You might want to say, maybe I need to put a filter here and uh, be careful when I say something 
just on on account of it is it may actually shut down future communication and uh, and limit my ability to change someone's mind. Um, not saying that you give up. You know, we've got the things we believe in, and we're gonna we're gonna trust those things, and we're gonna keep espousing those things, those viewpoints. But you know, try to do it with kindness, and and try to do it with. Uh, the mindset that we need more people who think like us, not not less. And sometimes it's a huge turnoff when you hit them with the really hard stuff. But in that spirit, we're going to actually hit uh, the Republicans tonight. Uh, Senator Richard Burr stepped down as chairman of the Senate Intel Committee. Now, you may remember February 13th, there were several, I think, six senators who were caught up. Uh, the majority of them were Republican, who were caught up in this uh Insider trading is, is what it was uh, spoofed as. They, uh, they sold some stocks on, on the 13th just before the COVID announcement. And, you know, look, I, I want our politicians to be above reproach. I know that's a lot to ask. Um, when, we, when we entrust someone with a special mission, hey, we want you to go up to D.C. to represent our interests, to represent us as a people, that doesn't mean we want you to go up there and make yourself wealthy because you'll know things sooner, faster, and you should take every advantage of that. that that's not what it means. I think there seems to be confusion on that because if you look at the, uh, at the net worth of some of these politicians before they go in and what the net worth looks like when they come out, it's very confusing. For the salaries they make, these are either the smartest investors in the world or there is something askew. Because I've heard some of them talk, and I don't think that they're the smartest investors in the world. Um, there may be some smart investors. However, you know, per capita, I think it's pretty common. You, you go into Washington a pauper and you come out a prince. So there's some sort of magic dust up there. Now, in this case, Richard Burr stepped down, you know, did the honorable thing, and I think he's, he's going to let the investigation play out. Now, he has no choice in that, mind you. The FBI... Uh, raided uh, his his office. I think they took his cell phone. They're taking records. They're saying, "Hey, we we're going to figure out what's going on." Um, and as 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 little as we have regard these days for the FBI, based on some of the other things that are happening in the news, um, you know, not every FBI agent is a political hack, and not uh, not every senator is a bad guy either. So let's let this play out and see what happens. I think the senator is going to have to. Uh, if, if he's broken any laws, he's going to have to answer for that. I, I do think that those, uh, those folks should, should have to live within the same laws that we do. Remember, Martha Stewart went to prison for insider trading uh, on a pretty small deal. It just wasn't that big a deal. And not only did she, uh, did she get in trouble and go to jail, but she went to prison. So I think uh, if, if, that's, if that's the uh, standard we want, then, uh, then it's got to be good and got to hold our politicians to those same laws. Um, so, hey, listen, you know, crazy times. Uh, we're going into summer. You're going to be out. You're going to be near the water. You're going to be eventually COVID-19 is over, uh, or at least it's over for summer. I guess it's like recess. We, we get a break. We get to go out. You get to live normal. And I hope you enjoy living normal, spending some money, you know, hitting the small businesses, Get back to uh, gym. Get your hair cut. Look, I, you know, I am sporting. Now, Now Simon believes that I should have a mullet. He has said this. He said that the best thing I could do is grow a mullet. And, and, he's, and he's made a pitch. I mean, he even made a pitch here in the studio tonight for why it makes sense for me to have a mullet. Because when, 
when we are pitching ideas, when we're pitching, you know, serious business, that he said, you know, who are you going to remember? You're going to remember the guy who comes in with the suit and he looks like all the other guys in the suit? Or are you going to remember the guy who comes in with the suit and a mullet? And he said a dip can. Now, I'm not sure if there's, you know, these two things don't necessarily go together, but they're also not mutually exclusive. So you do sometimes see guys with mullets. I had many friends with mullets. And sure enough, Simon could be really kind of right on this because I think all of them did have a dip can at some point. So next up, I got some huge news, huge news. And, you know, we have run into something that is crazy, and I've... I don't know. Maybe this has happened before. I'm pretty sure it has. We have the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, in a battle with the president over who can spend the most in, in you know, your taxpayer dollars for these bailouts. So have you seen Nancy's spending plan? And I got to tell you, I'm excited about this. And, and I know many of you are excited about this, too, and probably not in a good way. Um, $1,200 checks for illegal aliens, or I'm sorry, immigrants. I think illegal immigrants is the word. Amnesty provision for, for illegal immigrants. So any illegal immigrant working an illegal job, even if it's something that we think is, um, you know, key and essential, we're going to give that person amnesty so they can't be deported while this is, is going on. All those healthcare workers that you've heard about getting laid off at hospitals and medical facilities around the country, we're replacing them with illegal healthcare workers who are also illegal immigrants uh, because they're cheaper and there's a whole list of incentives to do something like that. By the way, we're going to release everybody in prison who's over 50 and has either asthma or diabetes. Now, how many people do you think are going to start having asthma in the prisons now when this, uh, when this comes out? Uh, we're going to spend $1 million because this is so important that we want to make sure we track this misinformation around COVID. Let's go ahead and spend a million bucks doing a study on that because, in fact, I would like to do the study. And I will do it for 950000 So there is a bargain right there, Nancy. Whatever you were paying a million, I'm going to do it for a little bit less. We're going to, we're going to do a, a, a tax incentive to those, those, those Democratic high-income city uh, neighborhoods because we want those folks to be taken care of during COVID-19. And by the way, the heroes of today are the same heroes of Nancy's Pelosi's yesterday, and that's the lobbyist. So we want to see those lobbyists be made eligible for emergency loans so they can then take those loans and pay those loans to the politicians who make the rules. Man, that I don't know. There's got to be something wrong about that. It's probably just a misprint. Um, or maybe it's not. Maybe this is Nancy's idea of how the government's supposed to work for her. By the way, we talked about those folks that, that kind of have, have grown in wealth in their political career. Take a look at Nancy Pelosi's uh, net worth. $3 trillion for these programs. And guys, I'm just telling you, we didn't have the money for, for you know, all of these bail, bailouts already. We certainly don't have another $3 trillion to give to folks who aren't legally here, folks who are unlikely to be part of our taxpayer network. Um, 
and and who are incentivized to do uh, to break the law more. So we got to do something about that. If you're in California, heck, if you're an American, find Nancy Pelosi's information, write her a letter, send an email, call her office, do something to make that uh, stop. This is insanity. I mean, we cannot continue to do bailout after bailout. Um, okay, so l- let's move to um, this next this next story, and and this one really kind of makes my brain hurt a little bit. So there, there's a question right now, should Obama testify? And, and I can tell you, you're probably going to be surprised um, that I, I'm going to say I don't know at this point. Uh, and the reason I don't know is, truthfully, if you look around the world in many countries and, and many emerging countries, uh, South Korea is one that really just strikes me because it seems like every time someone's elected president in South Korea... So they do whatever their term is, and then their next stop is jail. Um, you know, it's hard to get people interested in running for president if they are going to jail after they've been president, no matter what. And a lot of times that, that partisan message is, is what drives that. So we have such a split divide here in the country between Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives. I don't know that I'm ready for us to start doing that type of, of discussion now, right? Do we really want to take a president who's, who's out? Now, I would like to take him and pull him aside and say, hey, you know, Mr. President, just uh, President Obama, please stop. Stop talking. You know, go away. Spend eight years in, you know, as a recluse. Write a book. Tell, you know, tell stories. I don't care. Just don't reenter the political scene in the U.S., if you want to come out at the uh, at the Democratic convention in in eight years and and endorse someone, I'll, you know, have at it. But just don't do it now. It's too soon. It it creates a whole lot of division. And you probably are the first president that I can think of in modern time that has uh, that has actually attacked the sitting president and said terrible things about them. I do recall that President Bush was very quiet on your decisions, and he simply said. You know, President uh, Obama is president, and he laid off and stayed out of those things. So I would just ask that same level of respect from you. And likewise, I would like President Trump to consider that uh, at some point, probably four years from from now and, and uh, you know, at the end of his term, there will be a, a time that he's out of office. And I am sure he does not want to spend his... Uh, his final years spend, spending it in front of uh, uh, giving congressional testimony, being called into this place or that place. He would probably much prefer that he have some time to spend with his family, uh, maybe maybe do some business deals, do the things that he likes to do. He likes to golf and not be tied up in that kind of craziness. So, so be careful if you set a standard that you later are called to uh, to live by. And I think you've got to you got to be very careful about that. Now, that doesn't mean if if something is uncovered, and I'm not sure. Okay, when we when we look at this unmasking of Flynn, uh, a lot of people jump straight to there's an Obama connection and there's something terrible, and there may be. And if there is something that that is truly criminal, and I don't mean just partisan, truly criminal. Uh, let's see. Do we have that document, the unmasking document? So I just want to share with you the uh, 
the unmasking document for a minute. And what you can see here is that, uh, you know, Grinnell sends out a, a document um, that, that shows the people who, who requested unmasking. And, and what unmasking is, is they want to know, you know, who was, the, who was the person in the report. And there are, let's see, by this letter, I think it said there were 16 authorized individuals uh, requ requested unmaskings for blank different NSA intelligence reports for select identified principles. So here they are. Uh, and there are a number of people, and if you'll scroll on down, of course, you'll find good old Joe Biden on this list, too. Uh, and you'll find some folks who are kind of known as being political operatives. And then there are some, there's Joe down at the bottom, 12 January of, sev of, of 17, um, that, are, that are showing up there. So you might have to ask yourself, um, you know, notably, I, I want you to look, let's scroll back to the top because one of the things they did in this report is they made them chronological. Oh, I'm sorry, back to the table there, right at the, the very first ambassador there. Yep. So Samantha Power put in the first request on 30 November of 2016. So right at the end of the month, uh, President Trump was elected and she started to, uh, she started to uh, request some information. Then you can see it all flows down through there with multiple requests, um, you know, blowing, blowing on down. So, so a couple of things that, uh, that come to mind is, you know, from this, we saw the dossier. Uh, we saw all of the, uh, all the crazy stuff with uh, Peter Strzok um, and, and the, you know, the kind of known hatred that he has, has expressed towards uh, the president. And, uh, you know, very strange, I think, sometimes we, we see people who hold uh, different value systems, uh, certainly in public office, and in this case, Strzok, who was having an affair with uh, one of the Department of Justice uh, attorneys, um, was at the same time conducting uh, moral and ethical investigations on Donald Trump. Um, and claims that his personal opinions, even though they were stated in government emails, did not influence his, uh, his ability to conduct an investigation. Now, I would say myself, if, uh, and, and I, don't, uh, I, I don't make any, any, any pretension that I'm not a partisan-leaning person. I definitely lean to conservative ideologies. I'm a capitalist. I, I believe in, in the conservative principles, and I believe in the Constitution. So I would not be a great investigator to go be impartial and look at the Obama White House. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be the right kind of person to do that. Um, but I know that, and I can, I'm okay. I can admit that. Maybe I wouldn't admit that if I were an FBI agent, but uh, it, looks like, it looks like what Strzok has been unable to do is really just come to terms with the fact that, hey, I probably screwed up here. I did screw up. One, just the sort of things I said, the fact that I'm, I'm trying to take the moral high ground while I'm uh, violating you know, the, the moral code of, of the marriage covenant. Uh, so, so what a strange situation we have when these things are, are sort of openly uh, flaunted for the public to, to see. So 
I, uh, it's, it's a very difficult thing for me not to want to pounce here, not to want to have President Obama come and testify. Now, if they find, and, and you know, one thing about presidential papers and, and uh, recordings and photos is, is uh, Richard Nixon uh, found sometimes the, the keeping of uh, the historical archive uh, keeps a lot of things alive. And, and for that reason, if they, if they do come across some things uh, that, that really warrant an investigation, I'm not sure that this document alone, even if, if we go back to that document for just one second, I want to go to that letter just at the, at the front of this table. And I want to want to show something. Oh, right in. Doo, 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 doo. Why does that NSA? It says they followed NSA guidelines. What does that mean? Um, I'd I'd be curious to know more about this. So I think before we make a, a decision that there's a right and a wrong, or that we're going to go one way over another, we really need to collect a little more information, and we need to make a, a smart, informed decision. Um, otherwise, you know, we, we damage our republic, we damage the constitutional authorities if we, if we do this harshly. I am not suggesting that we don't pay attention to the law or that we allow anyone to be above the law. Just that we use caution before we bring a president in to testify, lest that become the way we live our lives from here on out. It's already very politicized. I would love to see us get away from that and find... Uh, men and women of honor who can come and fill the role and do it. Yes, we can have disagreement, but we don't have to have every disagreement reach some criminal level. So, you know, let's, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and say our prayers that, uh, that this thing becomes clearer and we see uh, really the intent of the government. I do think that, uh, you know, Strzok was... was there's no way I can I can make allowances for Strzok, just uh, for Strzok, for his supervisors, for the uh, for Strzok's uh, girlfriend, his uh, uh, liaison at the time, the uh, the attorney. You know that that's just not acceptable. We should not see that. We should not see that. Um, so hey, listen. You know, last thing I want to talk about before we go tonight. I don't think I've mentioned it yet. We've got this YouTube channel. Over on this YouTube channel, we have just over 800 folks. Our goal is to get to 1,000 followers by Sunday night, Sunday at midnight. Let's make it midnight. That is what we need you to do right now. We need you to follow the link and go over to YouTube. Make sure that you follow us there. It is really hard if you have any type of conservative commentary or conservative discussion I just want you to know, I mean, we are up against the technologists who are, uh, you know, just just pushing liberal agenda. And the way we get our message out, the way we get... One thing I want to say, you know, y you, the listeners, have probably been made, or if you pay attention to the media and a lot of the politicians, they want you to feel as if you are not smart enough to make decisions for yourself, that only with their wisdom and their education can you understand the world but you know we all know that we've been raised by by parents or grandparents or however we've been raised and we know right and wrong and we know when things smell right and we know when things don't smell right 
and you are smart enough. I am telling you, you are smart enough to contribute, make decisions for yourself, and your ideas, even if you if, if you don't articulate them like the Secretary of State or like uh, you know some ambassador, that's okay. That's okay. Some of our best our best leaders have been folks who speak simply from the heart and with honesty and and you know a a real mind and an eye for what's right and what's wrong. So you know, be true to your values. Be true to the things that uh, you know to be right. Don't believe the politicians who drag you into creating alternative universes where things that are, are not right are, are lauded and celebrated and things that are right are, are treated as if uh, they are, you know, archaic and old, old ways of thinking and, and, you know, bad ways. So hang in there. Go to YouTube. Like our page. We need you to do that. And, hey, thanks. A shout-out to the sponsors at ThreatWorks. If you need your firearms decked out with Cerakote, with any sort of hydra-dipping, laser engraving, those are the guys to go to. It's www.threatwerx.com, threatworks.com. The guys over there are great. Give them a call. Thanks. You guys take care, and we'll see you next time.